Ralph. Hey, how are you, Vaughn? I'm doing so good today. This is such a treat, huh? This really is. First, the fact that all three of us are together sitting at the same table, but then, of course, is our guest. Right. Just love her. Right. So, listeners, we are together in an office in Tampa, which is a special treat. It's become somewhat foreign for us. We're all also used to working remotely. So we're recording our podcast episode today with the Honorable Jackie Steele. Isn't she great? She is. She's amazing. Has been. I've known Jackie now over over 25 years, which is it's hard to imagine uh, since she started to practice comp. But she is now the Honorable Jackie Steele, uh, County Court Judge. Um, What an amazing career. What an amazing individual. Yeah. Yeah. County Court Judge in Manatee County. So she is going to spend some time with us today revisiting her career in comp and what led her to her role today. So join us. It's going to be an exciting and very uh, special treat. Uh, A lot of heartfelt moments here. So stay tuned. Here we go. Hey, Raphael. Hey, Vaughn. How are you? I am good. And hey, Jackie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. So we are all, this is a special treat. We are all coming at you from Tampa, Florida together in one place. This is so amazing. It really is. It's such a a different, you know, kind for us anyway, since we've been doing all of these virtually online. And here we are, all three of us sitting at the same table Wow, pretty. This is how it used to be done. This is how we used to do business. Wow, it's so weird, isn't it? <laughs> Refreshing. It's, it's nice to get back to this. It is. It is great to see you, Jackie. Um, thank you for joining us today. So today, um, we're so happy to have you. We're going to uh, learn a little bit about you. And we're going to start off, though, like we always do. We want you to share a little uh, something that made you laugh out loud recently. Well, uh, we actually have been having a good time uh, getting to see one another for the first time in person in months, or if not years, which uh, is sad, but it's nice to get back to some normalcy. So just being with friends and colleagues and being able to share with one another has, we've had some, some laughter here this morning for sure. It has been fun. Thank you. So what was the thing that made us laugh? So we were just laughing so hard recently we were crying. So what what exactly was that part we were laughing about? Can we tell it? All kinds of stories. I, I don't know that you want to go into detail, Missy Vaughn. I know, yeah, because one of those stories included my dear husband. <laughs> we don't want to get you into trouble now. Oh, he knows me pretty well. He can probably imagine. The things you can laugh about in retrospect. This is true. This is true. After we've all calmed down. (laughs) Awesome. So, all right. Well, thank you. It has been so awesome to share laughs. It's one of the things we like to do every podcast uh, that we have. It's just so good to hear people laugh and, and get together. So now tell us a little bit, you know, give us a summary of what you studied in college. Okay. I uh, am a native um, from Tampa, Florida, native Floridian, but from Tampa. And so I went to University of South Florida for undergrad. And go Bulls! I, yes, go Bulls! Go Bulls! <laughs> go Bulls. Uh, and, then, and while I was at University of South Florida, I studied English education um, because I um, really have a love for the English language and wanted to potentially uh, teach, uh, but law school was also in my long-term plans. And I felt like that degree would 
facilitate uh, either avenue for me long term. And I really did enjoy the program. USF has a fantastic education uh, college of education, and they they just uh, do some wonderful things out there. Well, you know, I love USF. I'm a USF grad and both of my daughters are, too. So awesome. Very nice. So what brought you into the workers' compensation industry? Well, uh, that was a law school um, uh, endeavor because I was on the MOOC 14 at Florida State University because USF didn't at the time and still doesn't have a law school. <laughs> so uh, my um, uh, desire for law school took me to Tallahassee and I was uh, on the MOOC 14 and uh, signed up with a friend of mine to do the uh, at the time, it was just known as the Workers' Compensation Educational Conference Moot Court Competition uh, because it was decades ago, and uh, it was a small regional competition of states in South um, in the southern uh, southeast United States at the time and had not been named yet to honor uh, E. Earl Zemer, which is ultimately the program came to be known as the E. Earl Zemer National Moot Court Competition. Awesome. So, which became something that you kind of took on and yes, I have been involved in that in one way or another ever since 1994. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I was a student then and uh, I have volunteered in various capacities and now uh, I'm fortunate enough to be one of the chairs of the program. I love it. I love the engagement that we get to have with young law students and I love the aspect of the program that hopefully encourages interest in the workers' compensation field. Awesome. So, and I have uh, neglected, you are now known as the Honorable Jacqueline Steele. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so tell us, give us more of a summary of your professional background and and then we're going to talk about what you're doing now. Okay. Uh, well, I was a public defender in Tampa uh, for about a six-month time frame uh, after graduating from law school. Worked for uh, Julianne Holt here and uh, in the Tampa area and enjoyed uh, that that um, period of time and was able to get some great experience very quickly, which is uh, something that comes with the territory when you work in the field of uh, uh, as a public defender or as an assistant state attorney. Uh, but um, my experience with Moot Court allowed me to get to know uh, Jim McConaughey and the McConaughey firm, and they had an opening and I applied. And fortunately, uh, for me, he must have liked something that I did in the competition uh, and uh, gave me a job which led to a 25-year career with his firm, which awesome. I did truly enjoy and uh, just got to do so much in the industry uh, that was worthwhile and developed so many lifetime uh, friendships with colleagues. Awesome. So, Ralph, you going to jump in here? <clears throat> I want to. I'd love to. I think everybody who has known me for a long time and has known us, Jackie, for a long time knows um, she really is one of those folks that I absolutely love and adore privately, publicly, personally, professionally. Um, there is no one in the practice of workers' comp while you know, we got to know each other who just personified you know, the, the, the absolute very best of all of us in the practice of law in the workers' compensation industry. 
Jackie has always been one of those folks <clears throat> that plaintiff lawyers would call to sound off, right, and to get ideas and suggestions. And even folks of, you know, how do I deal with this individual? What do I do with this particular issue? Um, she has always served in that capacity for so many of us. Um, and 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 then on, on a on a professional basis, like her awareness of the law, her understanding of it. Um, the, the, you know, always well-prepared, always kept up. And you've already heard a little bit of her activity. Um, I think she's being mild with, with her activity at the Mood Court program at WCI. I mean, just a, amazing, amazing individual, incredible things that she has done here for our industry. So she really is one of my absolute favorite folks in the entire universe. I just, I love her. And I, I say that a lot and yes, I'm going to say it a lot during this <laughs> podcast because I adore her. I really do. I love her. I respect her. I admire her. For me, there's no one better in our comp industry, even though she's now the Honorable Judge Jackie, right? And, and she is not necessarily uh, engaged in the day-to-day -day practice of comp anymore. Um, but gosh almighty, how lucky am I, are we to have a friend and, and to have someone like her uh, in this now newest capacity serving as a judge. We are all here in Florida blessed, lucky to have someone like her serve us. I mean, just I cannot say enough wonderful things about her. She's just incredible. Well, I know and we've known each other. You've known each other for a long while. I've known you for, I think, a, a long while. Mm -hmm. um, so it is nice to have friends that we've known for a long time in the industry. But I do. I kind of want to dig a little deeper into the moot court thing, because that's, I think, how I came to know you at first. Talk more about that for our listeners that might not know what that is. Describe for our listeners what the moot court at the Workers' Compensation Conference is. Okay. Uh, uh, students from all over the nation uh, participate at their law schools. Uh, well, they, they vie really for an opportunity to be on the moot court team. It's a very uh, distinct honor to be selected to be a member of the moot court team at your law school. And that gives you the opportunity, if you make the team, to then go and do appellate arguments uh, at various competitions. And those, uh, the subject matter for those competitions varies greatly, uh, as do the locations for so many of the different competitions. But um, it's one of those things that the students really put a tremendous amount of work into, because prior to the competition, they have to write a brief, and that uh, is typically um, uh, the problem is sent out. In fact, we'll be sending out our problem uh, in about three to four weeks. So this is uh, going to be uh, the third week of April. Our competition problem will go out, and then they're given about a six to seven week time frame to get their written briefs um, submitted, and that counts as a third of their grade or point score for the competition. Uh, once those written briefs are submitted, and they spend countless hours researching and writing on the problem that we present to them. Uh, after that's done, they move on to preparation for the oral advocacy portion of the competition. Now, this year, we are going to do a uh, split type program. Uh, last year, it was virtual uh, and, it, and it got postponed the year before. Uh, but we're going to have the preliminary rounds uh, conducted virtually. And then we'll bring the... Um, 
eight finalists, the quarter finalists, will bring them to the convention in August to participate in the quarterfinal, semifinal, and final round. And one of the unique things about our competition is every phase of our competition has active sitting judges on the panels because the students argue in an appellate capacity, so they're arguing before a three-member panel. And we are so uh, blessed to have the National Association of the Workers' Compensation Judiciary partner with WCI and they volunteer and I would I would venture to say that there's no other national competition that gives law students the opportunity to argue in front of sitting judges at every step of the process. And so we are are truly blessed to have the support from both NAWCJ and WCI to put on the caliber of programming that we're able to put on because of that opportunity to get the volunteers uh, judges. Awesome. I think it's a great opportunity. And so for listeners, if you know people that are in law school, um, make sure that they understand about this. It's really, um, it's really amazing and a great opportunity, as we said, to get get folks uh, interested and, and energized about uh, getting to be part of the workers' compensation system. It is, and beyond law students, right, if you are a student of workers' comp, mm. if you're an adjuster, if you're a supervisor, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If you have an interest in the workers' comp arena, my goodness gracious, if you haven't done it, visit the Mood Court you know, program in the competition. It's open, you know, when it's available to the entire public, you can sit in and you can watch these amazing law students that are, I mean, we've all said it, way smarter than I am, (laughs) incredibly better prepared. I mean, it is amazing the quality of what you'll hear and then how they've attacked, you know, the particular issue, which is always complex and always like, oh my gosh, how much more can they throw at, at these folks? Um, it, it's engaging, it's entertaining, and you're watching the next crop of, you know, the next superstars in workers' comp. Yeah, so you might have said this, forgive me if you did, but um, so how many schools participate? Well, that varies from year to year, okay. uh, but we have had um, typically 12 to upwards of, of 18 different schools, and they send one or two teams mm. And so the competition has varied over the years up to, I believe we've had 28 teams from 14 different schools at one point. Um, So, you know, our registration is, uh, timeframe is approaching uh, the end. So we haven't got a final uh, headcount for this year's competition yet. Right. And so when does the moot court competition happen? It's a WCI, but what? Is it the whole time? Oh, no, it would be Sunday would be your quarter and okay. semifinal rounds uh, Sunday afternoon. And then Monday afternoon is the final round. And again, uh, I didn't mention this, but the final round, we are fortunate enough to have the first district court of appeal travel oh. from Tallahassee. And so the students are getting a chance to argue in front of first DCA judges and every round prior to that, they're arguing before judges of compensation claims from across the country. Does sound like something. It's amazing. It is, it is something else. There's nothing quite like it in the entire country. I mean, it is incredible to watch these students who are appearing before sitting judges. And then at the end of it, the appellate judges who are deciding con cases here in Florida are the ones making that. I mean, it, what an experience as a law student. Like, it's what you dream about, right? To be able to to be able to do that in front of a thousand people behind oh, you, yeah. in front of a judiciary that's expert on this stuff. Like, incredible, incredible well, experience. So- 
I'm going to just admit this. I've known about the moot court competition. I don't know how I didn't know it was, was open because I've never been. I've known about it. I've been there on the Sunday when it's going on. But so, yeah, I think we should encourage more people to attend that if it's open, because how, what a great opportunity to learn so much about the entire system in that way. So, well, and just in case people don't know, not only is it open, but it's approved for a credit hour because it's it goes over legal issues in the workers' comp. Uh, industry. That's what the problem is based upon. And so we do get the sessions approved for a credit hour for adjusters. And so it's something that can be part of what you schedule in order to get your credits. For so there you have it, folks. Another good reason to attend. And I did not know that. So look, the things you learn on this podcast. <laughs> so thanks, Jackie. You're welcome. And I interrupted again, Ralph, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you have a question for <laughs> Oh, yeah, I never got to ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you expect? You've got two women here. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about what you are um, currently doing, Jackie. Okay. <laughs> well, in, um, in June of 2020, I was fortunate enough to be appointed uh, as a Manatee County judge in the 12th Judicial Circuit. And so I took the bench July 20 of 2020, and I have uh, survived uh, COVID, <laughs> uh, jury trials in COVID, and uh, doing just a variety of things that uh, have been quite interesting and challenging. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I certainly miss uh, seeing so many of my workers' compensation colleagues, because unfortunately, with what I do now, I won't have that opportunity, uh, which is why it was very important to me to stay involved with mm. uh, the chairmanship for the moot court competition, because I dearly love that interaction. And I think it's a field uh, that is so um, it's it's so challenging and deep with regard to uh, the content. And I wish uh law schools did more to encourage interest in it. Uh, many law schools don't even have a single semester workers' compensation course, unfortunately. And so uh, what I can tell you is there are a number of individuals in our industry who did this competition, and they had um, really wonderful careers that sprang from it. And it's my hope to foster that in a whole new generation of attorneys. And I'm just so thankful to be able to continue to do that and serve in the capacity that I am able to with the competition. Awesome. I love that. I love that. What great service for all of us, right? For the industry, for the bar, all the way around. Just love that. Jackie, you were, you know, 25 years um, knee deep, if you will, in workers' comp, every component of it, um, you know, just everything and anything, you were you were there. You, you truly had been um, a leader. We, we served on the Florida Bar Executive Council together. I mean, you, you, every component. And then all of a sudden you become a judge in something other than workers' comp. Yes. And now you're handling landlord and tenant, your eviction, you're handling criminal... Oh my God! I wouldn't even know what to do, let alone <laughs> how. How have you been able to do that? How do you? How did you go from comp all way all the time every day to what you're doing now? Uh, yeah, you know, it was an opportunity that 
a door opened and I, I feel so blessed to have, um, taken the leap of faith Mm -hmm. to walk through it. Uh, but it's been, it's been a challenge, but I'll tell you, I am so blessed by my colleagues, uh, throughout the state, uh, but especially in the 12th judicial circuit, I, uh, have had so much support in the transition, uh, into doing this. And I just truly enjoy it. It, um, you know, I think, I think we're all best served when we continue in our love to learn new things. And so mm. certainly it drew back to some of the things that thank goodness I remembered from law school, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's opened up uh, new things for me at this stage in my career. And I've truly enjoyed it. And I have just the best uh, support network uh, and uh, we get a wonderful uh, the office of state court administrators does wonderful programming for judicial college and, and the things that, that everyone who is appointed uh, or elected into the judiciary need to transition to make that transition. Mm -hmm. And so I've been afforded uh, a great opportunity to uh, endeavor in a whole new field with multiple County court is where anything can happen. And (laughs) I have really seen some things that have been very interesting. I bet you have. <laughs> well, my, um, I have so many questions I want to ask. Um, so sorry, Ralph, I'm going to jump in. <laughs> Step aside. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> so my husband. Um, tell us what it's like to be a judge. So you said you've seen some very interesting things. Give us a glimpse of what, it, what it's like to be, what is, what is a day in the life of a judge at a county court like? Well, Zoom has been, um, uh, you know, a source of a lot of, of material when we're asked these kinds of questions. I'll, let me put it that way. I mean, um, you know, I have had to ask people to pull over and park their car before we address <laughs> their case in court. I, um, I had to ask a woman to please sit up in bed and turn a light on so that I could see her in order to take a plea. I have, um, you know, it's um, Zoom has been a blessing because it afforded us the ability to continue to do the people's business in the way that we needed to Mm. in a time that we couldn't have otherwise done it. Sure. Uh, But um, (laughs) it has also uh, uh, given people a less formal view of what being in court means. Mm -hmm. And and that's the unfortunate part of it because we are dealing with serious um, issues and county court, again, I do criminal, uh, civil, code enforcement, uh, and traffic. Uh, so all of these things are important issues that the people uh, have the right to have their case heard. Uh, and Zoom has presented a lot of challenges in directing and controlling the docket uh, for the judges because of um, the frequency and the requirement for, for that we had to use that when we when the courthouses were not open for Mm. people to come in person. Mm. Um, But it does also allow people to appear and have their uh, things addressed in a more convenient form, which is the the plus side for Zoom. And I do think that Zoom is here to stay uh, in in court proceedings uh, for certain types of proceedings. um, And and, uh, it it has allowed the court to continue to do the business that we need to do for the people. So that's a good thing. Awesome.
Okay, Ralph, back to you. The day-to-day aspect of it. So, for example, in comp, you know, the trying of a case, you know, administrative in nature, in front of a workers' compensation judge that we normally got to know really well because we were in front of him or her so often. Mm -hmm. So they get to know you, we get to know them. So there's familiarity. More likely than not, that doesn't happen in county circuit court in as much. And of course, the formality of it, let alone jury trials, which don't exist in comp. Right. Give me a flavor for that, you know, especially for all of us here in the comp industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I will tell you is um, the jury system is is a wonderful system. And, and we resumed jury trials um, in June of 2021. And I just the people who were called upon to serve at a time when everything was so uncertain. Uh, I, I just give them such credit because they came, they reported to court, uh, masked, wondering what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had distancing and, but they, they came and they served and they did their civic duty. And I uh, can't thank them enough because our system of justice our country was established upon requires that and everyone has the right to have their case heard in court and to have that jury of their peers make the decision and and especially in criminal cases where their liberty is at issue and they have the right to, to go through that process and so i give such credit to the jurors who consistently and faithfully reported for duty and did what had to be done um because you don't, we don't see that in the administrative um, realm and in workers' compensation. And um, you know, these were people that had their own health issues, people that had family with health issues, mm-hmm. people that had issues um, with missing work and financial. Uh, and we just see the impact that that has on people um, is so magnified at this at this time with the way um, the job situation, the housing market, the prices, and and yet. They come, they do their duty, uh, despite the um, the cost that it has to them personally. And so I just think that's a wonderful aspect of what I get to see now because people really do take it seriously and they want to conscientiously fulfill that call of service. Love that, right? How inspiring. Yeah. And, and to see that every day play out before you, what an amazing, what an amazing thing, right? Really, really inspiring really incredible let's um so something a little fun it's something um well maybe before we get to the fun part because <laughs> you, you've done so much now like what's your legacy like what, what are you proudest of like i know it's a, it's a heavy duty serious right yeah but, that's a question we ask often is what's your proudest accomplishment in your yeah. career yeah. Okay. Well, my proudest accomplishment uh, in my career, I would have to say, is just, especially when when I I was appointed, um, the number of colleagues that reached out to me and uh, congratulated me, but expressed that they were going to miss me, mm-hmm. that um, that they had truly enjoyed the working relationship and the friendship that had Mm -hmm. grown from that um, was really touching because you, you want to feel that you've um, done your job well in a respectful and professional manner 
that, but you don't know uh, or get the opportunity to know that a lot of time um, and to have so many people say, we're going to miss you. And to uh, reach out to me was heartwarming. And that's one of the reasons I was so grateful for being able to continue on with the moot court program, because um, I value those, those uh, relationships so much. Mm-hmm. And, and to be able to maintain that connection through the moot court program. And again, I just think the benefit to uh, young aspiring law students is uh, really immeasurable. And my desire is to use the program to inspire those individuals to go into the field of workers' compensation because we need uh, we need people to have that interest. And uh, these these law students are amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, many times the first DCA is telling them they critique. And so you get to have feedback from the first district court of appeal as a law student, which is amazing as well. But so many times they tell the students, if the practitioners that I saw on a day-to-day basis were half as prepared as you all, um, things would go much smoother. And, and they, they say that because uh, I hope that um, because their hope is to inspire these bright young minds to get into the industry because we need to do that uh, because very rarely does uh, a firm get the opportunity to interview for a new associate position with somebody who's even had a workers' compensation mm. class. Right. Right. Um, so the hope is that it's it's inspiring a whole new generation to be interested in workers' compensation, which is a fascinating field with such depth. Um, it really is. It is. And for the benefit of our listeners. Mr. Gonzalez is shedding tears because I know he really cares for Jackie and um, is happy to hear this. So, you know, this is one of the things I'm going to say, you, you're the one that always says, I love you. I love you. I love you. This is one of the things I love most about you, Ralph, is that you're so, and I'm not, what you see is what you get kind of gal too. Like um, you usually don't have to guess too much with me of what I'm feeling or thinking, <laughs> but Ralph is one of those people that I've come to know that really doesn't hold back, you know, when he cares about somebody and, um, I wish we could all do that more. So listening to you say that, that what, that was one of the proudest moments was having people come out and wish you well and remark on, you know, how great it is to know you. I wish we would all learn to do that more often mm-hmm. um, before something comes to an end. Yeah. You know, so. I, I was one of those folks and, and, and she has earned that. I mean, and, and I, I knew that an entire community right would reach out to her because she's been like that since day one and has been like that you know her entire career so i'm i'm so glad to hear that (laughs) i really am i would like to know like so you're a judge and you're happy you know in your new role um what do you see in the future let's go go down the road five plus years what do you see Around the corner for Jackie, the Honorable Jackie Steele. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sincerely hope to continue to be doing what I'm doing, and the the opportunity that a, a county uh, court position presents is uh, a more direct opportunity to impact the lives of those who are in your local community, and uh, to do things that are going to, at least my sincere hope. Uh, is that it will make Manatee County a better place and Mm. to help uh, people resolve their disputes. Because again, there's so many uh, different um, 
topics that we cover as a Manatee County Court judge as far as the types of work that we see and the types of cases that come before us. And, um, you know, there are two citizens in Manatee County that have a dispute amongst themselves about whatever the topic may be uh, in the county court area, you want to make sure, at least my desire is that anyone who appears in front of me feels that they were heard and that I, I listened. And while my decision is going to make one side uh, happy and one side uh, unhappy, I hope that everyone walks out of my courtroom feeling that the judge listened to me and heard my side of things. And so that's the unique opportunity that a judge has uh, is to hear uh, this, each party's side of the case and then come up with a resolution to that. And you just hope that that no one walks away feeling like they didn't get to say or express what they needed to for their side of things. That's amazing. Okay, so we're out of time. Once again, we always get here and look at each other like, what the heck? <laughs> but before we go, it has been a real joy. Um, Jackie, thank you so much for being here and, and sharing time with us. We do want to ask you, though, what's what's something, share with us, what is something we don't know about you? Well, uh, some may, but probably most don't. Um, in undergrad at USF, I worked at Burdines and you have to be a Floridian probably at this point <laughs> to know, but that was uh, Macy's bought Burdines. In fact, uh, uh, they bought out Burdines last year that I was uh, working there. Uh, but I spent several years uh, as an expert gift wrapper. <laughs> um, but my last year in working for Burdines, I was a security detective. And so I got to pretend to shop all day uh, trying to um, uh, look to see if anybody was shoplifting. So I had a few instances where I apprehended shoplifters and uh, then quickly called the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I remember so, Burdines, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, it was uh, it was an interesting job. Great, great people that I worked with at the time. And um I do. I do enjoy gift wrapping. Uh, I, I was going to say, say so <laughs> listeners, if you want a lesson in expert gift wrapping, you know who to reach out to. Jack is it. <laughs> yes. In fact, my family frequently says we can't find the seam. We don't know how to rip open. This <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure. Great. We hope that great things come to you uh, now and always. And I uh, can't wait to see what comes next. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Hasta luego. Hasta luego, Jackie. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Thanks. Damas y caballeros, gracias por estar con nosotros hoy en Deconstructing Comp, un podcast sobre workers' compensation. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Deconstructing Comp a podcast about workers' compensation. Please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to give us a rating and a review so others can find us too. Find us on LinkedIn at Rafael Gonzalez or Yvonne Guibert. Also, look for us on Twitter at DeconstructComp. Hasta luego!